Hello there. Thank you for letting me interrupt your Facebook viewing. Uh, my name's Jonathan Hadley, and I'm here today to talk to you about global citizenship education. You may have seen a webinar that I delivered recently on this topic with my colleague Matt Hayes for Macmillan Education's Global Teachers Festival. It's still available for viewing on the Macmillan English website. Well, Macmillan Education have kindly invited me back to look at the practicalities of implementing global citizenship education in the classroom. And I shall be giving another webinar on this topic on the 18th of March. I hope you can join me. In the meantime, I just wanted to give you a little taster of what will be in this webinar. If you saw the previous webinar, you'll remember that there are different interpretations of global citizenship education. For Matt and me, our interpretation is that global citizenship education aims to make students aware of the world, its structures, its cultures, and politics, and helps them to acquire the skills they need, not only to be successful in a competitive global knowledge economy, but also to contribute to identifying and solving problems that are both local and global, and to encourage students, as members of a worldwide community, to listen to their conscience, identify global injustice, and perhaps become motivated to act. We want to prepare them for the global challenges, opportunities, and responsibilities that the greater global interaction of the 21st century brings. In other words, we want them to become active global citizens. So let me share five of my tips for implementing global citizenship education. My first recommendation is that you view global citizenship education as an educational approach to teaching and learning, not just a standalone content subject. By this, I mean it's more than just delivering information about the world to students for 30 minutes a week or every two weeks, and it's more than just one lesson in a unit or one module in a course. I think it's actually more like an educational philosophy or an educational filter through which we create and manage the learning environment, through which we plan and design teaching materials, and through which we deliver and evaluate our lessons and respond to students' real needs. For global citizenship education to be effective, I'd argue that it needs to be embedded or integrated into the curriculum, ideally across the school and in all subjects, but certainly English offers a suitable home. I know our main focus as English teachers is to help students develop their English, so their vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation, and the four skills, so that they can actively use English. But we often have some freedom to decide how to deliver this learning and importantly, what context or content to use for both input about ideas, language, skills, work, and what we expect our students to talk or write about, namely their, their output. Well, that content, so listening materials, reading texts, speaking topics, writing tasks, we can draw that from global citizenship issues appropriate to our teaching context and the age and cognitive abilities of our students. I'd argue these are likely to be more engaging, thought-provoking, and real-world than many of the endlessly repeated topics that have been covered for the last few decades. These will be global citizenship topics such as examining one's own uh, personal behavior, making positive health choices, gaining exposure to global cultures to foster tolerance, intercultural understanding, and a healthy respect for diversity, as well as encountering the concepts of global interdependence, uncovering stereotypes, discovering one's own bias even, and ultimately exercising personal responsibility as a global citizen. 
I also think the approach behind global citizenship education complements the focus on socio-emotional learning, which I know Dave Spencer talked about recently in another Macmillan webinar. And it also complements the so-called 21st century skills with the four C's of critical thinking, collaboration, communication and creativity, as well as digital literacy. In many ways, I think, or I'd argue, global citizenship education ties together all the strands that we've been bringing into our English lessons. My second recommendation is taking um, from a more perhaps holistic approach to education. Again, if we're to encourage global citizenship, then we need to model this as best we can, and ideally throughout the whole school. To take one example, if we're to draw our students' attention to environmental challenges and ask them to identify areas they could make a positive difference, then we need to be modeling appropriate behavior too, to avoid the accusation that we're just talking the talk and not walking the walk. So if we're talking about recycling, we need to be encouraging recycling in our own classroom and in the school, or do simple things like encouraging the switching off of lights in the classroom and perhaps moderating the use of air conditioning if we use it. So equally, if we can't or we don't engage in that type of behavior of a global citizen, then we have a conversation with our students why we're not and what we perhaps could do and what they could suggest. So we can look at the complexities of the world around them um, and help them to appreciate that making real positive change is difficult and it's slow and it's incremental and it's a, a lifelong struggle. If we create the right atmosphere in our classroom of openness and honesty and transparency, then in many ways this is going towards fulfilling the key objectives of global citizenship. Okay, let me move on to perhaps uh, more focused uh, English uh, matters. Um, we can encourage uh, kind of collaborative activities and projects with our students. Um, my third recommendation really is that by doing those type of things, we need to look carefully at the materials we're using and the content of these projects. Uh, so let's look at the reading text, the listening text, the writing models that we expose our students to. I think we should be doing all we can to encourage a diversity of images, opinions and models for the age group we're teaching. We need to try and eliminate stereotypes of other people, places, countries and cultures. So we're presenting the world perhaps less black and white and more gray, more nuanced, more open to difference. Um, we need to encourage our students not only to give opinions in class, but also listen to the opinions of others without necessarily judging them. And as I mentioned, we can encourage collaborative activities, projects. We can give them texts that offer more than one viewpoint. Anything that shows that uh, our students need to get along with others, listen to others, and then debate and accept difference. We can accept this in the choice of the images or uh, that we use in class. Does a picture of a nurse always have to be female or a pilot male? Does a family have to be a man, a woman, a boy and a girl? Could it be a single parent family we show them or grandmother bringing up her grandchildren? This is not necessarily re replacing a, a more traditional image, but adding to it to expand our students' experience. For the very young students, this could be a matter of just presenting diversity and normalizing it rather than explaining it. I know some topics in global citizenship education are quite controversial, so don't let this put you off. As a teacher, you select what's right for your context. It's quite possible to approach many of the core values of global citizenship education through different pathways. My fourth recommendation is to consider global citizenship through three key elements. Uh, first of all, exploring what do my students need to know about the topic and where will I get this information from? Then how can I 
help them to explore their own attitudes on the subject and expose them to the attitudes of others. Thirdly, what opportunities can I give them for taking action if they're so motivated to do that? This could be modeled action or real action. And threading its way through all this are the skills they need to acquire this knowledge, to examine these attitudes, and ultimately to take action. Let me give you an example here. Um, I bought some grapes uh, yesterday at the supermarket in the UK. Delicious, one of my five a day, but they come from South Africa. So I could explore with my students, you know, a number of issues here. Uh, global interdependence of the UK and overseas markets for fruit and veg, uh, the issue of fair trade, the issue of carbon footprint of importing these grapes. So there are opportunities, depending on the age of my students and their linguistic levels, to discover what they have in their homes from other countries, uh, perhaps to look at an online carbon footprint checker to check their own carbon footprint, do research about fair trade, its pros and cons. They could do a role play about uh, you know, an overseas farmer who's uh, selling these products, as well as um, a role play perhaps with an environmentalist who's got concerns about the importation of fruit. And again, it's giving them the chance to um, look at all angles, look at all viewpoints, and practice their language skills, their speaking skills. Um, in fact, topics like this are open to almost any language or skills development. What's important is to place a global issue within a local context, something that students are familiar with and can engage with, and perhaps they can take action over. My final recommendation is to allow students opportunities for self-reflection and self-evaluation. We often do this with language skills, so self-assessment or peer assessment, but we can incorporate this in terms of reflecting what they've learned about the topic, about themselves, about the world around them. And indeed, as teachers, we can do the same kind of reflection. So I guess at this point, and in the spirit of global citizenship education, I'd ask you to reflect on and especially question what I've just said. And I hope this taster gives you food for thought. We'll be looking in more detail at practicalities of implementing global citizenship education in my webinar on the 18th of March. It'd be great if you could join me. There'll be an opportunity to ask questions and give comments. Please don't forget to register for this event. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.